All right, so today I am joined once again by CSBS chief economist, Tom Seams. Tom, thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you, Matt. So we're into February of 2022. We are almost two years into the coronavirus pandemic in the United States. What's the big economic story right now in brief? I think there are several, but I'm going to go with what's going on with employment. So in January, we saw um, an increase of 467,000. That was much higher than expected. Plus, there were there were revisions that added another 700,000 jobs to the November and December payrolls that uh, you know apparently weren't there before. A lot of this is seasonal adjustments, um, but so that's all good news, right? But at the same time, the numbers also show that we're 2.9 million workers below where we were two years ago, and the labor force participation rates are still um, pretty far below normal. So some have called this the great resignation, and it's because the quit rate is higher than it's ever been. Uh, So in 2022, I think it's going to be important to get more people back into the workforce. And it's not like there's a lack of job opportunities. JOLTS, which is the Job job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey, uh, they report 10.9 million jobs are unfilled right now. And that compares to 6.7 million jobs that were open just a year ago. So that's an enormous jump in available jobs. You know, what's interesting to me about this job data is the revision you talk about is not small. It was two months. It was another 700,000 jobs or so, I think they added. So, So the employment numbers look way better than people thought they were going to look, especially given seasonal, you know, seasonal temporary jobs and and Omicron. So what are people thinking? What's the Fed thinking looking at this? What what are economists thinking? Well, I think the Fed is thinking that uh, they've got the employment situation under control uh, because now we're looking at some big inflation numbers. You know, inflation is is 7.1% for the consumer price index and 5.5% for core CPI. And the numbers are going to come out later this week, but they're going to be about the same as that. Uh, and so, you know, the the Fed's taken the position now that they're going to start raising rates and try to stabilize the size of the balance sheet and not push as much money into the economy. So... That's kind of where we are, I think. So with that information behind us and a bit of understanding of employment, what are some some of the good news stories you see out of the last month? So, yeah, in addition to jobs, and by the way, just to, you know, just to kind of level set, we had 6.7 million jobs that were uh, regained or added in 2021. So that's that's a good number. Um, ISM is the Institute for Supply Management. And I like to look at that. The service sector index is at 59.9, and the manufacturing index is at 57.6. Both of those are down slightly, but we have to remember that 50 is kind of the bench line there, and anything above 50 is expansionary. And so we're still in a really good territory for the ISM numbers. Uh, I think being a homeowner uh, really helped increase one's wealth in 2021. We had an 18.5% uh, 
housing price gain in 2021. That's the fastest since 1976. But uh, we need to remember that was another year of very high inflation. So there's uh, an inflationary impact there. And it's worth noting that all 50 states had house price increases in 2021. Um, I think we got some good news on Omicron virus cases and hospitalizations seem to have peaked. And so hopefully the worst of the that wave is behind us and we can hope that we don't have more in the future. We've got to be getting to more of a herd immunity, I would think. And then the GDP numbers came out since last time we talked. Um, it increased 6.9% annual rate in the fourth quarter. And for all of 21, it posted a 5.7% increase. And that's inflation adjusted? Yes, it is. Yes. So that's that's a pretty strong number. Now, you mentioned housing um, and folks who have homes having you know a large wealth increase. Since we're pivoting to, to bad news, there are some people who are on the outside looking in right now, right? So, so with housing and other things, what's some bad news or things we should be looking out for in the data? Yeah, you're spot on there. The housing affordability, I think, is going to be an increasing concern, particularly as we go deeper into 2022, um, because prices are way up and also mortgage interest rates are on the rise. Uh, they're almost back to pre-pandemic levels. So that's going to be a concern for um, just the overall cost of shelter because rental costs will go up as well. Um, you know, I mentioned inflation. That's that's uh, uh, not having good news there. I think, you know, the virus is a big part of that, though. So that contributed a lot to factory closings and lower output and stressed the supply chains more than they would have been otherwise. And so that creates shortages especially in things like semiconductors, and those are in just about anything these days. Um, also, we saw January Omicron led to a noticeable curtailing in, in overall travel and restaurant traffic. And then the other thing I, I look at a lot, and I'm really concerned about this, is uh, all of the confidence indices, and particularly consumer confidence, also business confidence and, you know, even our own community banker sentiment index, but the confidence indices are all relatively low and declining. And they've been declining really since oh, about April or May of 2021. And they used to correlate, negatively correlate, I should say, kind of with the, the virus statistics on cases and hospitalizations, but that seemed to break down in November and December this year, and it just continued to uh, decline, I should say, October, November, December. So, you know, that's, um, so it's more, I guess what I'm saying is it's more than just the virus that is weighing on household concerns these days. So it's got to be things like inflation, uh, uncertainties about policies going forward in the uh, in the future both monetary policy and fiscal policies I th I'd say and then you know we just had the uh, recent announcement that the US federal debt surpassed 30 trillion dollars and and that's you know all debt you know there's different ways of looking at it but with interest rates likely to start lifting off next month the interest burden on the debt is going to become an increasing cost and concern and burden. I, I think people know that. 
So consumer confidence is is declining. Company confidence is is declining. We see some concerns with with overall debt uh, for for the U.S. government. But then we also have the Fed preparing to raise rates probably quickly. The job market is red hot. Inflation is still high. There's a very careful little hammer and dance the Fed is going to do right there. What should regulators be focusing on as they look at their institutions? There seems to be a lot of job risk and investment risk on the horizon. There are. There are those risks. And I guess I would add one that they haven't had to look at in a while, and that is interest rate risk and sensitivity to changes in interest rates and what's going to happen if interest rates and inflation rates go up or stay high uh, for some period of time. So they've got to keep an eye on rates. They've got to keep an eye on inflation and you know how that's going to impact real economic growth, uh, whether it will be you know slower or, or faster than expected. And you know, as always, you know, regulators just need to keep an eye on you know how their um, how their institutions are making decisions. You know, are they reaching for yield? Are they are they getting the right covenants in place? Is the collateral uh, valued correctly? You know, what about the labor shortages, could that impact them? What about supply chain disruptions? What about inflation? So um, just you know, you know, asking those questions and just being vigilant and uh, watchful as ever. So the same theme that we've had for the last two years, a, a time of constant change. Is there anything else for you that you are watching or keeping an eye on? Well, those are the main things. Uh, you know, really, it, it like I said, I think for 2022, it's going to boil down to employment, how fast we can get people back to work and and uh, and try to get the labor force participation higher. And uh, also just everything is really going to hinge, I think, on the Fed and their interest rate policy and, uh, you know, what's going to happen with inflation. Well, you heard it here first. Jobs, jobs, jobs. Tom, this has been really helpful. Thank you so much for giving me this time. Absolutely. Thank you.